So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Oh, Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Oh, Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? All, all that day. Cinnamon, rock will be a melt in the Lord said Cinnamon, rock will be a melt in the Lord said Cinnamon, rock will be a melt in all on that day. Run to the sea, sea won't you hide me? Run to the sea, sea won't you hide me? See, won't you hide me all on that day? The Lord said, Cinnamon, see, you'll be a boil in the Lord said, Cinnamon, see, you'll be a boil in the Lord said, Cinnamon, see, you'll be a boil
was a sinner man by spanky and our gang off their album back home americana and uh, you probably noticed that i started the show a little different today <clears throat> i was playing a little steely dan asia because well we have a member of that band sitting in this room right now and the other people here are the actual people who we just played spanky and our gang they're all here no you're not here is it, i've smoked too much pot already <laughs> Figment of your imagination. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I'm really excited about this show. It's very different than what we normally do here. I normally do like this intense one-on-one interview conversation with people. Oh my God, it's already started. We need a webcam today. This is all, this is all I need to say is we need a webcam today because the visuals are so worth it. Uh, so I've made the strange choice of having all these humans in my studio today. <laughs> So I want to give you a little background about why the fuck Spanky's here with all of her friends. Uh, it's yeah, tell me because I haven't got a clue. I know, I know, but it's 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 a long story. It starts a long, long time ago when I was just a wee wee girl, a wee girl. Uh, so when I was a little girl, my dad. Uh, Hung out with some musicians. He mainly hung out with musicians because the musicians were the people who were actually living the changes that were going on politically in the country. And we moved out to L.A. in 66. And at some point, I don't know if he met you in Chicago, Chicago, at the Playboy Club. Club. uh, Carlin. Carlin and Burns. Burns and Carlin. And I was in the... Jamie Lynn Trio. Wow. Okay, what year was that? It's got to be... 61, 62. Right. And uh, George and I became fast friends in the green room where they had a pool table. (laughs) But I was... Oh, God, Eddie. Okay, so that was that was oh Eddie. Oh, God. E- Eddie Ponder's also in the, the studio here. Eddie's... Uh, Can I fire any member of the band today <laughs> while we're on the air? This is going to be like such a rock and roll show. People are going to be fired. We don't <laughs> throw furniture through windows and shit. This is going to be awesome. Jimmy, so, settle down. So just, I'm going to introduce oh, the players as they as great. they enter the conversation. So so Spanky is Spanky McFarland. She was part of Spanky and our gang and then part of Jefferson Star... No, Mamas and Papas. Sorry. I always do that with those two bands. I was a child during those years. Oh they were God. not my music. They were my parents' I don't think Grace music. Slick would like that. I know. Thank, hopefully, she never did any of my songs. D- that's a bitch. Never did. And damn. What she missed out. So we started off with Sinner Man, which is actually a song that you guys have on your your newest album. 
And how many years had it been, Spanky, since you did an album? With, with 34. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> That's somebody's lifetime. That is somebody's lifetime, at least. Wow. Do, we, do you know how much we love you? Well, you're all sitting in my house right now. I'm guessing you love me. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I'm, so I'm thrilled here because Spanky's music, and if, if you're not familiar, yes, Google her right now as we're talking, that you can do that these days. And we're going to play some of, the, of some of the older music and some of their today music a little bit on the show. But uh, there was uh, one song called Lazy, Lazy Day or Lazy Days. Just one, Lazy just one day. day. Right, not D A Z E. Right, right. No, no, not that. Although it was <laughs> a bit. So that was this big hit on the radio, and I remember being a kid and hearing you in the car, and then Daddy would play the vinyl at home, and it, and he'd say, you know, that's our friend Spanky. And so it was always, and I was this little kid and I would dance around the house and I loved that song because you always talked about kids in your songs. You always had I children. Did. There was children. We were very childlike. You were very, you, well, you still are. Thank you. <laughs> where there's children eating flocks of pigeons. <laughs> eating? Eating. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sick to think of it. I know. It's a terrible she, thing. Yes. Children. So, so you were part of the Jamie Lynn Trio. Yes, at the Playboy Clubs. Wow. They only had three then. It was Chicago, St. Louis, and Miami. And, and who? Boy, did I get in trouble. Now, were All you. These cute guys. The Jamie anyway. Lynn Trio. You were one of the trio. I was the Jamie Lynn. You were, you were Jamie I was Lynn? Jamie Lynn. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, she got pregnant, so I took her place. <laughs> That's how I used to get all my jobs. I Wait swear to God. Wait a minute. Do you, I was too smart to get They pregnant. fired Jamie Lynn from her own trio and, and – Yes, exactly. And replaced her just with a – I wasn't even spanky yet. I didn't have that name yet. Wow. Um, and I wore a blonde wig and wow. strapless gowns. I was a size eight. And I had two uh, male singers uh-huh. and they were gay. So right. we were all looking at guys. <laughs> it was hilarious and so this wasn't a girl trio no. this was a girl guy guy girl guy guy i've never even heard of a girl guy guy trio well <laughs> i mean this is like well like wow. the mary Kay trio had guys oh did they yeah, oh mary okay Kay. oh i didn't then she know went that. into makeup <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm sorry mary Kay. wherever you are so how long were you part of Mary the, the Mary Kay? <laughs> <laughs> you got me doing it. The Jamie Lynn trio. Oh, just long enough to meet George. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, uh, maybe a year or two. I can't. You know, that was a early sixties. That's how many years ago? <laughs> a long, a long time, time ago. ago. So, so when did? So how did Spanky? So that was even before the New Wine Singers. Wow. Yeah, we were very flashy. It was like you're walking along the street. Oh, you're at a party. You know, all that kind of. Uh, Edie Gourmet. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the other guy she sings with? Uh, Steve, Steve Lawrence. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Edie. Yeah, it was kind of that kind of pop, pop. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, okay. You know? A little standardy, poppy. You're walking along the street. Are you at a party? So, um, so, so then, so when did Spanky and our gang be okay. born? After the Jamie and Trio, I was on the road with these. Guys, like I said, we were traveling from uh-huh. Playboy to Playboy, maybe play the Chase Hotel in St. Louis or, you know, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I decided my heart belonged to folk music. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Chicago where I was living and I got with uh, Roger McGuinn, who was then Jimmy McGuinn. Wow. Later became Roger McGuinn of the Birds and my friend Guy Gilbert, who was in the show last night. Mm-hmm. And we became 
Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> the Old Town Trio. Wow. Oh, what a great name. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in Old Town, get it? Uh, yes. That sounds like a that sounds like the name of a band in a Christopher Guest movie. The Ooh. Old Town, the, the folk music movie yes, that he did. Yes, the Mighty Wind. Yeah, the Mighty Wind in the Old Town I have, Trio. I have that on speed dial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are wow. So what kind of songs did you sing as the Old Town oh, Trio? Um, Oh my God! We would go to the Gate of Horn, uh huh, and we would steal uh, Gibson and Camp licks and songs, uh huh. Like, well, not wasn't that a mighty win? But right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, they did things like, uh, well, 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 who's that calling? Well, 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 hold my hand. It's just great stuff wow. that they came up with, you know. Right, right. I mean, they would take a song like this little light of mine and just make it into something right. really cool. So McGuinn, big 12-string guy, mm-hmm. and uh, Gilbert, six-string guy. Right. And sometimes McGuinn would get on the banjo. We would steal their licks and then go to the beach, Oak Street Beach, stay up all night and sing on the beach. Wow. That's when I first got pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> But you still have. Yes, I do. It's very it stays with me. <laughs> wow. And and so at that time, the scene, uh, how was it? Like there were just it went this, from the d- bohemian thing, right. beatnik thing mm-hmm. to the hippie thing. Mm-hmm. It was changing at that time, right? I, I don't ever consider myself a hippie, but I'm sure people did because I lived in Topanga Canyon, right? And I had a couple of kids, and I wore bib overalls, and I had long hair. But <laughs> does that make you a hippie? No. I don't think so. No, not necessarily. I had a lot of people living at my house. Yeah, well, then maybe that, yeah. that might make you a hippie. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. what is the definition of a hippie? I'd like to know. This Please. is a, this is a very good question. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, the, that it's a, a term used that really kind of covers all that people and during it's kind the, of derogatory now, I think. It is derogatory. And, yeah. and yet there was such these fine lines between these different camps of people. There was the folk artists and the more poppy and then the rock started coming alive. Yes, folk and, rock. Yeah. The yeah. birds. Um, I remember Roger coming to my house and saying, well, I can't be in your little old town trio anymore because I'm going off with, um, let's see, Chad Mitchell trio. Mm-hmm. And Chad Mitchell trio, Chad Mitchell went to jail for having a pot seat in his car. Oh, Jesus. And then they got John Denver. Wow. To take his place. So McGuinn's back there backing those guys up. It was a great gig, oh. you know, and then he went on to, uh, start the birds with uh-huh. David Crosby. Wow. But, in the meantime, he'd come back to Chicago where he was from and he'd come over and say, you got to hear this group. They're called the Beatles. <gasps> and he knew some of their songs. And I'm going, what is that? <laughs> Isn't that cool? It was so cool. And they hadn't even come to Shea Stadium yet. Wow. Leave my carrot alone, Eddie. I want your carrot. I want your <laughs> there's, there's, there's such a, there's such a great moment that, uh-huh. oh my God, what is that kind of moment when a new sound of music comes into the Ooh, culture? You're giving me chills now. Yeah. You're giving me chills because I love harmony. I don't care about the lead. I want to be in the middle mm-hmm. singing something that isn't either up here or down there, but Someone not the might, melody, so, but something under it or uh-huh, just over it. Uh-huh. I know it's weird. No, no. I live there too. I can totally relate. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons my dad loved you guys was because my dad loved harmonies. You know, he grew up in the Upper West Side of New York with all the doo-wop guys. So, and they were all in hallways doing harmonies. So, and, and being Irish too, you know, you like the melancholy minor chord stuff, you know. So my dad, 
um, uh, would play, you know, definitely, you know, if you look at the, uh, the, the album collection over here, you probably see that a lot of the, the stuff in there has that kind of harmonic, folky oh, yeah. kind of stuff. And specifically, I remember my dad one day, this was up in the, in the seventies when we lived up in the Palisades and that was all the crazy drug years. And, uh, my dad, uh, Kodachrome had just come out, Paul Simon's Kodachrome. And my dad says, you gotta, you gotta listen to this. You gotta listen to this. And then there's the part where Paul sings, in the greens of summer. My dad would go, listen, listen, listen. And then my dad would like find the harmony with it. You know, listen, listen. So it was just like, I, I can totally relate to the harmony part of it. There's something about that part of it that, um, I don't know, like literally resonates in the soul in some way. What was that movie that he dressed up like a nun and played the blues piano at the end of the movie? Oh, that was his uh, HBO show, actually. It was hysterical. I never, I've known George forever and I never saw him do, well, not in a nun's costume. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the cherry pie, him do cherry pie? I saw that. Yeah. No. I'll play the Does he do it with uh, after the, the show. Uh, it's it's Arsenio. Scene? No, it's Arsenio. He's on Arsenio Hall and he plays it. and sings. I only chi- saw Clinton on Arsenio. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this, so this, so there, there was this shifting going on in the, the music and the culture of America at that time. And there was kind of straight pop and straight, like straight Edie and Steve. And then there's the folky thing. And then there's this thing called the Beatles coming. And then, and then the birds, the birds, the burrito brothers and the burrito brothers, which Eddie Ponder. Yes. Ponder Eddie Ponder was a big part of played the drums, Did. percussion man <laughs> on my left. We're going to have a picture later. We're going to have like identification for everyone in the room. Please. Do I have to be in it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll play your part this time. Okay. So, so then. just be gang. So then. <laughs> yes. Just, our gang. And our gang. And our gang. And our gang. Yeah. Just be very strange. We and almost, our gang. We almost were the chalk outlines. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've tried that. Oh, we were, that's what we were called ourselves when oh, we that's came right, here. When, we played, played when here. you played here. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you in the chalk outline. We'll, we'll get to that. Eddie's we'll idea. Of course, that. it didn't That's go over right. that well because they're going, huh? Yeah, I got <laughs> it. <laughs> Why don't you just use the name our gang? I went, oh. oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Chalk outlines was that. It was pretty good. It's a, it's a great name. We would name. lay down and chalk each other. It's, it's a great name. It's a great <laughs> Your name. Your driveway still has some of the. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think Ned peed on that. So oh, it's gone. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> You say Ed, Peter? Ned. Ned. Oh, Ned. Oh. Ned, the dog. <laughs> I'm not Ned, too. I don't know. You Ned, you're just putting it all out there. That's true. They marking your mar- territory. Exactly. Exactly. So, so Are then, we done yet? no. Oh. So when did so when did Spanky and our gang start? How did that happen? Oh, I went to Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I it was so freaking cold in Chicago. <laughs> I grabbed my girlfriend Frederica, known as Freddie, from here on out. And I said, let's get the hell out of here. She said, well, where? I said, well, this, I hear this pot island in Florida. So let's <laughs> see if we can find it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go south. Let's go look. <laughs> well, we didn't have any money or any way to get there. So there was this guy who had a little crush on me. So we talked him into driving us oh, to Florida. Nice, baby. In a convertible. <laughs> go, yeah, I, I won't name his name because he's still alive and he might not. We appreciate it. Yeah, right, thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, so 
Actually, there were two guys because this other one was in love with Freddie and he couldn't bear to let her go. So we had them drive us to Florida and actually drove right into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you could drive on the beach then. Yeah. We, we were so happy. To we just <laughs> ran right into the water. The guy who owned the car was going, no, stop. <laughs> and then we dumped them. <laughs> oh, you young and fickle girls. And we, we girls. found Coconut Grove uh-huh. and Fred Neal and Keel Martin. And Vince, um, Vince, Freddie Neal's partner. Don't know. Vince, uh, oh, Martin, Vince Martin. Mm. And they had a folk scene down there. And Odetta came and played this club called wow. Gaslight. I remember I did my nails in black. Huh. For some reason, it was very weird. But she liked it. Anyway, but there was this Gaslight scene. Uh huh. A lot happened down there, but I met Nigel and Oz. Okay. Yeah. And that was the beginning. We were a trio. We had no material except a song maybe Oz knew or wrote or a song that Nigel knew, like Trouble in River City. Right. And maybe some, some blues that I had been oh, doing. Speaking of Trouble in River City, let's go ahead and play that. I thought Nigel was brilliant on this. Trouble, 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 hold it right there, friends. Either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are unaware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. A pool table, don't you understand? Just because it's modern times, just because it's 1912, that don't give our kids a right to walk down the road of life using a pool cue for a crutch. Now I'm a billiard player, say I'm a billiard player, say I'm always proud to say. I consider the hours I spend with a cue in my hand are golden. Helps develop a keen eye. Cool head. You know, horse sense. Did you ever try to give yourself an ironclad lead from a three-rail billiard shot? Well, just as I say, it takes judgment, brains, and maturity to score in this ball line game. I say any boob can take and shove a ball into a pocket. And they call that slop. Why, it's a first real step on the road to the depths of degradation. First, it's a little air medicinal wine from a teaspoon. Then beer from a bottle. And before you know it, your son will be playing for money in a pinchback suit. Listening to some big out-of-town Jasper, he'll tell about a horse race gamble. Not a wholesome trotting race, no, but the kind where the jockey sets right down on the horse. I'd like to see some stuck-up jockey boys sitting on damn hats. Make the blood boil. Oh, yeah? Now, friends, let me tell you what I mean. You got one, two, three, four, five, six pockets in the table of pockets. Mark the difference between a gentleman and a bum. And that's spelled with a B and that rhymes with B and that stands for pool. Got trouble right here in River City. With a capital T and that rhymes with B and that stands for poo. We got trouble right here in River City. Gotta figure out a way to keep the young ones moral after school. Our children's children gonna have trouble, trouble, trouble. Oh, we're in terrible, terrible trouble. I'm talking about the shirt-tailed knickerbocker young ones. Peeking in the smoke shop window after school. Hey, look, friends, we got trouble right here in River City. With a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for poo. Now we clung our River City youth to be fritter. They say our young men will be fritter. Fritter in a way they're noontime, suppertime, chore time too. Get the ball in the pocket. Never mind getting dandelions bowl or the beefsteak pound or the screen door patch. Never mind pump of water for your parents till they're caught on a Saturday night with their sister and empty nest trouble. Oh, we're in terrible, terrible trouble. That game with a 15-numbered ball is the devil's too. Hey, look, friends, we got trouble right here in River City. With a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for poo. 
Now I know all you folks are the right kind of parents. I'll be perfectly fine. Did you ever wonder what kind of conversation goes on while they're moving around that hall? They'll be trying out Bebo, trying out Cubiz, trying out cigarettes like a nicotine fiend. And bragging all about how they're going to cover up a telltale breath with sense. And one fine night, they'll leave that pool hall heading for the dance at the armory. Libertine men, scarlet women. Gonna drag your son and my daughter down to the arms of a jungle animal instinct. Friends, the idle mind is the devil's playground trouble. Like University, with a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for poo. We got trouble, like University, right here, remember the main. When the rock and the golden rule, our children's children gonna have trouble, trouble, trouble. Oh, we're in terrible, terrible trouble. That game with a 15-numbered ball is the devil's too. Hey, look, friends, got trouble like University, with a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for poo. of River City, heed the telltale signs of corruption. When your son goes out, does he rebuckle his knickerbockers below the knee? Are certain words creeping into his conversation? Words like, uh... Hmm, and, uh... Get it? And... Well, if so, my friends, we're in trouble. Oh, we're in terrible, terrible trouble. That game with a 15-numbered ball is the devil's too. Hey, look, friends, we got trouble right here in River City. We're in big, big trouble with a T. And that rhymes with P. And that stands for poo. That was uh, Trouble in River City. Now, hello, I'm confused. Uh, isn't this the 60s? Why are you people singing that stuff? Because we liked it. We just <laughs> sang anything we liked. We loved uh, the, the uh, Lambert Hendricks and Ross. We loved the Swingle Singers. Remember, they never had words. They just were, ba da 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 ba And we thought that was cool. And uh, so those were the people we tried to emulate hmm. badly. <laughs> no, I would not, I would not say badly at all. But it, but this is confusing to me because this was a time when, uh, you know, Rolling Stones and the Beatles and. So we had to, well, I was, could never be a Rolling Stone or a Beatle. So why is that? So I, <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> no. In case you didn't notice. No, it's not even that though. I mean, uh, what, what, we had, we had to, I didn't even think about it then, but uh-huh. I could see in retrospect that we had to have something different. Yes. And a gimmick. I mean, I played an electric jug. Wow. And sang into a, a kazoo banana. <laughs> and, and you know, and I had a washboard and I played it on the Ed Sullivan show. Wow. It's really quite humiliating and embarrassing. You know, I think it's awesome. Going back to Nagasaki with Becky, I can't even talk like that anymore. <laughs> we had no clue what we were doing, but we were doing something that we enjoyed. Yeah, you were singing and, and you got having to s- fun and having fun. And we didn't have enough material, so we did comedy in between. I mean, we started out with lights were black. Uh-huh. It was me, Nigel, and Oz. Right? Nigel had a big twelve string, and Oz had a stand up bass. And before the lights went on, I would go, Nigel. What should I do with my gum? <laughs> <laughs> and he would say, I don't know, but get rid of it. So the lice would come on and it would be on my nose. 
And that's how into the first song. Oh my god, that's fabulous. That's a great I still have that gum. That's a great story. Uh, let's introduce some of the other players here who are around the table. Uh, we've got right next to Spanky, we have uh, Dinky Dawson. Now, Dinky, come up to the mic a little bit here. Come squeeze in here. Um, uh, Dinky's one of those people that wasn't on the stage, but he was backstage. And um, uh, so, Dinky, like, what were you working mainly? I know you're from um, the, the, the British Isles. Um, were you working in America here or working in, in England first? No, first of all, I started with a, a group in England, a white boy blues group called Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I... Th- <laughs> Peter I Green's Fleetwood Mac. Oh, wow. Which early, is, early Fleetwood which Mac. Which is the early Fleetwood Mac before Stevie and Lindsay came along. Okay. And I uh, basically were, came over to America with them. Uh-huh. Fell in love with the technology that they were starting here and, oh. and created a lot of technology of my own. Right. That I took back to England. And started all these wonderful things called stereo PAs. <laughs> oh, wow. Left, right, center vocal cluster, mm. left, right, rear, your 5.1 surround sound. So you were, you were, you are a sound engineer. I'm originally an opera singer. <laughs> Wow. What the hell? A young opera singer, too, I would think. Where were you? I spent nine years singing Gilbert and Sullivan. We got to hear something. Come on, Dinky. Dinky, you laid it open. Come on. Something. Oh, one line. One Once line. Once more, of- both skillful and weary, free from this quandary, contented are you. No, I did that when I was a little kid. I was in the steelworks. I got all my degrees in iron and steel. Uh-huh. My mother let me go with this fleet with Mac. Prior to that, I had this nightclub scene going in England in the 60s. We had this um, club called the Mojo Club in Sheffield. Mm-hmm. My friend Peter Stringfellow ran it. And I used to go with Peter down to London to be on this TV show called Ready, Steady, Go. Hmm. And I was a dancer on Ready, Steady, Go. That was my original stuff. And I started my uh, time doing disc jockeys throughout the, uh, uh, Germany. And I went over to Germany to do this uh, Kiel club in, in Germany called Star Palace. Uh-huh. How do you remember all this shit? Um, I take a lot of weird things called um, pot. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me forget. No, the, the thing is, is that you remember things very easy. If you take a receipt out or a... Or a uh, um, yes, and you make the connection. You make then. the connection of the food you ate, you know, right. the particular food, right. or the people you do, or, or a poster. Like the poster from the Star Palace had this wonderful looking guy on it singing from an Irish show band hmm. called Paul Raven. Well, I have to tell you, he changed to a weird character called Gary Glitter. Wow. He ultimately um, went to Thailand and stayed there, I think. Well, no, he's back in England. Gary, let me tell you, Paul Raven, as Paul Raven, was a wonderful soul singer for a white boy out of England. Mm. It was brilliant. Mm. He had an Irish show band that became like the Commitments kind of stuff Mm. and what have you. And we, we nailed all these American GIs that would come over to Kiel because of the, the military that was, they had there. They just loved this stuff. And I love soul. I, in the Mojo Club, we had people two f- inches away from us, like Stevie Wonder. Mm. And Stevie would sing there for the first time and he refused to leave until he had another audience come in. So we had to go to other venues, the Wait, Twisted Wheel in I'm Manchester. I'm sorry, how would he know? 
Oh, 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 my God. You are yeah. I'm going to hell. He felt the vibe from everybody on that I, thing. That, that I, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah, but, I know. But you get still. It. But you, you get you people like Tina Turner that wouldn't go because of the, the, the vibe that was created by white people. Right. In a club. In Germany. In, no, in England. Oh, in called England. Called the Mojo. Oh, the Mojo, right. If you go to England right now, you will see Stringfellas in London. Mm-hmm. That's Peter. Mm. And uh, it's the most decadent club in London hmm. right now. Hmm. And uh, um, the, this is, go- I'm taking you back to 1964, 65, 66. The nice. Beatles were our 75 pound a night group in right. England. Wow. In Sheffield. Uh-huh. And I grew up with all that. We have groups that are still going. It's in the same venue from 1962. Wow. And uh, the the uh, wonderful man, Dave Berry, he must be 77, 78, and he's still playing the same bars. Oh, my God. Dave Berry and the Cruisers, Pete wow. Fender and the Strollers. These awesome. are English people. Then you might know somebody called Joe Cocker. Oh, familiar. Well, Joe grew up with Happened us. With- Awesome. And Joe, Joe was a darling. I mean, mm. his grease band with Viv Stansel, uh, not Viv Stansel, that's the, oh, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> I can tell you some stories about Viv Stansel and people like Keith Moon and all that stuff. I was in okay, that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did, um, I wrote this book and in the first part of the book is the roadie van races that started in the M1. <laughs> the roadie which, van races. Yeah, at three o'clock in the morning, we'd all end up at this place called the Blue Boar, which is a you know cafe on the side of a highway, and there would be not me, just me, to be the herd, which is Peter Frampton's old group, mm-hmm. all the roadies, mm-hmm. to be the Who, to be Jethro Tull. We'd mm-hmm. all be there at three o'clock in the morning after our gigs in Newcastle and different places. Wow! And we'd get there, and Keith Moon would pop in his roles. And Keith said, oh, we got the roadies. He'd hear my generation on the jukebox and go over and kick the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He says, why do we want that crap? <clears throat> wow. We were talking about all these roadie vans, the transit Fords and Ford transit vans that we had. Mm-hmm. And we'd have these engines putting them, V8s and all these rocket gold star silences. And who's got the fastest van? <laughs> well, we found out. Keith lined us up right across the road, right across six abreast. And go. I mean, we stopped everything and just went from <laughs> Blue Boar to London at 130, 140. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'd left Fleetwood Mac and joined a group called the Birds here and came over here. And just after that happened, um, um, Pepo Convention had a bad crash in the Ooh. middle of the night and the drummer got killed on that. So that was the end of the van, the road races. Wow. But that, that was insane. You get Jethro Tull's Mercedes top heavy tipping <laughs> over. Oh my God. The herds, Chris Adamson's to this day is still on the road with probably right now, um, the three little lads out of Texas. Hmm. ZZ Top. Mm. You know, he's taking them around the world right wow. now. Wow. And so, uh, so these guys, they're all this 50 year, 50 years later, just about, they're yeah. still touring. The, the old guys are still touring, but they don't tour. They, what they do is go to the local gig still, the, the barn in the back of the pub uh-huh. and they pull in, you know, and, and we hear that the, all our crowd is gone and passed and buried and what have you. Let me tell you, the next generation came along and the next generation came on, mm-hmm. loves the music. Sure. And now the younger generation love this music. Yeah. So they're playing the same songs. 
yeah. but having a better time because they've got a younger band behind them. But that's that's how it is in England right now. There's some yeah. incredible stuff. In fact, a lot of American musicians that, that made it here go there to enjoy themselves in the pub playing. Mm. We used to play every night in any pub that would let us in. Wow. <laughs> wow. For and drinks. Well, they gave us drinks and money. Really? Yeah, they always give you lots oh, yeah. of money. Wow. Hmm. But it, it, it was a whole thing. different scene than here. I came here with Fleetwood and loved the scene. And this guy that I met called Jimmy Sider from the birds at, the, at a place called the Connecticut Playground in Chicago with Aaron Russo. Mm-hmm. And Aaron became a good friend at that time because I, I didn't care. I just wanted to play music with Fleetwood. I was out in the audience. Mm-hmm. And he... One of the shows, he sent this little girl and to sit and listen to me mix. Mm-hmm. This little girl happened to what be a young girl called Bette Midler. And, wow. And, I said, and, and I'm playing with a group called <laughs> Mahavishnu Orchestra with Bette Midler in front. She loved every minute of it. She just wanted to be able to be aware of what we do wow. as, as, as behind-the-scenes people. That's amazing. As behind-the-scenes people. So there was a lot of, there's a lot of history in, in, in these little events that we do. You know, and but anyway, I came here, met the birds, and then I met this young girl called uh, Spanky McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And it's <laughs> never stopped since. In fact, I think I still have some of the promo stuff in my files, talking of how do you remember this stuff? Right. And it's in my 1971 or 70 file of Spanky McFarlane. Mm. Wow, <laughs> she's gonna burn it. <laughs> but, but that's Can I how. Buy it from you. <laughs> you have to buy it in his book. So, yeah, sorry, you'd have to buy the book, Spanky. Well, let me yeah, explain. Let me explain about Denny. Um, <laughs> so, so who is this? Is Denny, Denny, Denny Diaz from from Steely Dam. Yes, Denny's sitting here at the table. Denny's sitting over here yeah. to, to my left. Is is from Steely Dam? Yeah. I was with this group called the Kinks. You might have heard the Kinks. Familiar. Seventy-two. Yeah. I'm playing. I'm on tour with them. The first gig we do is in San Antonio. Texas. I'm Texas. Yes, I'm sick as a dog. Deep in the heart yep. of Texas. This group comes up. They're opening. Okay. Ray Davis says to me, whatever you do on my shows, do not give the group a sound check. The opening group a sound check. Okay. Well, I, I just started the sound company. I'm not into that anyway. I respect every group, whether it be the right. Joe Schmlow off the street. Sure. I really do because that's how, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not into that. So. I met Denny and Denny, Denny started talking to me in some incredible ways and introduced me to this gentleman called Walter Becker. Yes. So I gave him what's called the time of the day. Mm-hmm. And they'd never seen a sound system. <laughs> they never, the sound system that I'd, I'd got was my own invention sound system. All, all speakers, no horns, no nothing, no acoustic suspension. With monitors? With monitors. The monitors never were, had before. The monitors I had, uh, 12 mixes out, I could do at that time, but not this particular day. I only bought the 10-channel mixer there. But the, yeah, the 20 out yeah. with a 16-channel incomplete matrix to this day where an engine a artist on stage, a keyboard guy. Uh-huh. And a trunk line. Yeah, could mix their own monitors on stage in stereo or have wedges in front of them. Wow. To this day, it's been used after 40-odd years in Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute. Wow. <laughs> it's been used in, in the, in the, the theatres there and they get, I think there's three platinum albums off of that thing too and there's no 
no markings on it. Hmm. No, it's all black with black knobs. Hmm. You have to use your ears. Hmm. And any engineer that comes along and says, where's 3DB at this? I say, get out of here. Turn it up if you need it. Down, down, turn it down, you know. Turn it up. One more. But anyway, Denny and, and, and the Steely Dan guys. So just, they were the, the opening act? Yeah, they just loved what I did, this opening act. And we fell in love with that sound system. It, it, felt, it, it was felt, nothing to do with you, Dinky. No, it was just the feeling of the system. So so, so I, I want to focus over here on Denny. So, Denny, you guys, your sound that you came up with, there's um, – talk about an aha moment for, for in my musical history. When you guys came up, it was like, well, what's this? This is totally different than what's – been going on in on the radio <laughs> you know so what is your background what was your guys background in because i mean there's a lot of jazz kind of feeling well we were all jazz fans mm-hmm. you know and uh if we were any better we would have had a jazz band <laughs> <laughs> so you were the uh Second class jazz citizens. You had to play jazz rock kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you see, in the world of rock and roll, we were pretty good. Yes, but absolutely. In, in jazz, you know, nobody would talk to us. You guys were like, yeah, like maestros in the world of rock and roll uh, type of that kind of uh, like musicianship kind of talks. You know, people talk about you guys that way. So how did so I, I, how did this how did Steely Dan start? Uh, well, uh, I had a band on Long Island. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Bass player quit. And I didn't know you were from Long Island until you said Long Island. Long Island. That's what he's like, okay, yeah, he's from Long Island. Well, the accent proves it then, right? <laughs> Totally. <laughs> yeah. So the bass player quit. So we thought, you know, we should have had a piano player too. So we put an ad in the Village Voice for a bass player and piano player. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker answered the call. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Were you always Steely Dan? And how'd you get that name? No, the, the no, name? no. This is, Spanky's not doing the interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, the name didn't exist at that time. We just had a bit. We had no name for it. Um, but uh, they actually came to my house in Hicksville, Long Island. Uh-huh. And we had our first rehearsal there. And also at our singer's house, uh, who lived two blocks from me. Hmm. In his basement, we uh, did some rehearsals there. And um and how old were you lads? Oh. She's uh <laughs> I might have been 21, 22. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh I think Donald and Walter were maybe a year or two younger than me. Oh, okay. You know, they just left Bard University. Um and then there was some time when uh, there wasn't much going on, but they would have these gigs with Jane the Americans and they would do some work in the studio and they'd call me once in a while. Mm-hmm. I'd go to Manhattan and play. Uh, and then they left town, and I didn't hear from them for a while until they called me on the phone and said, listen, we're in California. Hmm. We got this guy who wants to get us a record deal. We need a guitar player. Why don't you get in your car and come <laughs> live here? Wow. <laughs> so you drove across America? I drove across the country, yes. Wow. With your sweetheart, Kelly. You can say no. – you can speak, Dinky. I just wanted to say – then he has to explain something. Okay. okay. Yes. If you see the first Steely Dan album, you see Denny in overalls. Yes. Let Denny tell you and explain how he got those overalls. So, Denny, how did you get those overalls <laughs> in your first <laughs> album? They were my old ones. No, actually, um, uh, late in the 60s, I went and saw Spanky and our gang yes. at the bitter end oh. in Greenwich Village. Wow. 
<laughs> and Spanky was wearing overalls. I thought, yeah, that's cool. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You got a lot of class. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, you know, so I, I started wearing overalls and, uh, you know. Once you wear overalls, there's yeah. no reason to wear anything else. Never to go, <laughs> you don't ever have to go back, basically. Wow, that is so never go back. fucking cool. And the bitter yeah. end, of course, is and a I place... I didn't get to tell her about that until just last year. Wow. When met, and when we, we met... first met him at your house. At here. Yeah. Which is so funny. And we did a, a live concert. So, yeah, so, so we'll, let, let's, we'll talk about that. I just, I just want to mention the bitter end is a, play, a club my dad played at mm-hmm. also. And actually, um, my friend Logan here, who runs my board, uh, and you all podcasters, you know Logan. Uh, Logan and I met the night, uh, one month after my dad died, I took a bunch of ashes to New York City to spread my dad's ashes there. And one of the places I wanted to spread was on Bleecker Street. Because it meant a lot to him. And, uh, so I was at some dinner with some friends, comedian friends and stuff. And Logan was doing a one man show with one of these people. And about a group of about six of seven of us walked up Bleecker Street from the restaurant to the bitter end. And there's a little tree out in front of it with a little bit of dirt. And there was this like roach coach mobile selling tacos out of it or something. And, uh, we spread ashes around that little tree and said a little prayer for dad. And it was, it, it was the part of the trip, the spreading of the tree, uh, ashes where it was, it was so interesting because in the morning I'd spread the ashes up in the neighborhood with all his Irish neighborhood friends. And then this part of the night was, I was with all these musicians and comedians and I was like, wow, this is the creative people's ashes spreading time. And so we did a little ceremony and everything. So uh, the bitter end is like full circle on this table right here. Right so now. <laughs> so uh, let, we're going to play another song and, uh, and then I'm going to, no, let me tell the story first. Okay, so how so so how you met Denny was because you guys were here doing a house concert uh in the fall of 2008. And um so what happened was my dad died in June and uh because Spanky was such an old friend, Spanky called the house and I said, "We're having a memorial on Saturday and you're coming and you're singing." <laughs> I was happy to do it. And and so she came down from Northern California and uh so we We're had this in Chicago. You were in Chicago. Oh, okay. And uh so we we've got y'all here and we uh Spanky what did you sing at the I memorial? sang that song uh Back Home. Oh, right. Because I thought that George would have liked it. Yeah, it was And a, I told a filthy joke. You did. You told a great filthy I broke filthy, the ice. You told And I could I was totally humiliated by my own actions. <laughs> you were. It was hysterical. Well, you, it was you, perfect. I told a story George oh, told. You yes, she did. Don't ice. you think you should tell a George story? Wait, if you're, uh, you did. Uh, and it, and I thought it was fantastic Do you want actually. Me to tell it? I think yes, you please should. do. Tell it right oh, now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the ice. All uh, right. Tell him what George broke. Oh god. All right. I'll never get through this, but I'll try. So George was an up-and-coming comedian, and uh, he used to come to Spanking Our Gang and try out his material. Well, one time he comes and he's got, he says, oh, you guys, I went to Ed Sullivan's house to a dinner party there, and I had to take a dump. <laughs> and they had this little bathroom, guest bathroom in the foyer. foyer. Thank you. And he said, so I go in there, I lock the door, and I <laughs> relief is just a you know boop away, and he couldn't get it to flush. <laughs> it was too big, and there was nothing in the bathroom but hand towels and cute soaps. And he goes, "What am I going to do? I can't leave it. I'm not going to claim it and go find somebody to help me." 
So he broke it up with his glasses. <laughs> so, so that was I mean, the, it's a true story. So that's the story Spanky told at my dad's memorial. <laughs> it's true. George was so funny. Well, he was goofy. I mean, he was silly goofy. Silly I mean, that's why I, that's why I know that's why he loved you guys because he bonded with your silly goofy humor. Um, so the night of the memorial, um, we were done with the memorial and I'm like, okay, here's the thing about memorials. It's like, okay, now I don't want to go home and pretend that I have to deal with the void yet because the void is very real after memorial. Like you're coming to my house and we're, we're doing something and we're singing and, and Spanky had, you were with her and you were there too. Right. And, and Eddie and Jimmy, it's like the wizard of Oz or something right now. And, uh, kind of look like dwarfs (laughs) and elves. And so we all came, we all came back here to the, we're in the space where we actually do the podcast, this little studio space. And we were just hanging out having fun and drinking and smoking weed and eating and stuff. And then Spanky's like, well, let's sing, let's sing. And so they brought the instruments out and you guys sang a couple songs. And then, um, Spanky, I think you looked at Jimmy and you said, let's do Sunday. And so for me, uh, the song is Sunday will never be the same. And for me, when my mom died, she died however many years before my dad, nine years before my dad, 11, nine, 11, 11, nine, 11. Uh, the day my mom died on a Sunday and that Monday, my dad and I, that whole week we hung out together and played music. But that Monday, the first song my dad put on was that spanky song. <laughs> so then, so, so, so that's in my memory. So I know that song for me was the absolute soundtrack of my life in mean, that song. And so I've, you know, I was a melancholy Irish girl at three and, uh, <laughs> and drunk. <laughs> no, I was not drunk yet. And, uh, and so then we're, we're in the studio and you look at Jimmy and you go, let's sing Sunday. And I'm just like, Oh, honey, you're going to fucking kill me, but you have to do it. And I just remember sitting in front of you and you oh, yeah. singing that goddamn song to me. And I was, what I was transported. I was four years old again. And as my cousin Dennis describes that night, he said, we entered a spaceship and we took off. And like an hour later, we, we landed. And, uh, so, so let's play a little bit of that song.
right. So we got some other bandmates here that have been uh, sitting around that haven't. You want the dog in? The dogs are fine. Oh, yeah, dogs are fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're all good. It's all good. It's one big good thing. <laughs> I know what that is. Yes. The one big good thing? Yes. What is what I had it? it twice. <laughs> What? Uh, oh, Should we start over? <laughs> what are you? Well, I have two children. <laughs> oh. What? Oh, my God. You've not, never okay. heard of the Ted Big thing? I pictured oh. Oh. <laughs> I thought at first you were talking about a, a hamburger or something, but no, you had to go there. Maybe a hot dog. Maybe a hot dog. <laughs> So uh, there's a couple of the people here in the studio who no, been this one's quiet so far. Uh, one of which is uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Carrick. Now, how did you meet Jimmy, Spanky? Oh, through Nigel. Through he Nigel. Nigel's caregiver. I had a party at my house in Humboldt County, and Jimmy. Basically, I'd gone to St. Augustine a couple of times uh-huh. and met him and his family, and I thought they were weird. And then <laughs> he brought Nigel to my home for a party, and Karen was there by accident, and our keyboard player, Bob Ebenstein, that we had at the time, uh-huh. was there, and Jimmy brought his guitar out, and Karen and Jimmy and I stood there and sang for 15 hours. Wow. Oh, yeah. We didn't yeah. pee. We didn't eat. We didn't do anything. Yeah. We just sang a harmony and, 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 and loved it. And, and, the, and, the Karen, and the Karen we're speaking of is Karen Dumont, and she's right here at the table also. So you guys met just just hanging out, and you started playing the guitar, and these women started singing at it. Basically. Basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I met Nigel probably in the late 80s. He had come home to St. Augustine because basically I think Spanky had run him off. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. And these days, I'm be, I'm I'm gathering a, a, You're great, a greater why? understanding. Yes, of no, a deeper understanding. Thank you. I'm going to the airport now. <laughs> They're not open. <laughs> <laughs> they won't accept you. But I met Nigel late in the '80s. He'd come home to St. Augustine. We were fast friends, mm-hmm. and. Um, over the years, I was best man at his wedding, and and any time I wanted a good joke, if I was gone on the road or something, I'd come home, and I knew and I knew his bar and his habits. He was he was a creature of habits. Mm. You always knew where he was, mm. and and I go over there, and and he always had a new joke for me, <laughs> and so I'd spend some time with him, and then it was I took him fishing a few times, and but um, no. When did you start playing guitar? Me? Yeah, I don't remember. Because when I truth. when I watch you play guitar, I think to myself, why isn't this man like? A rock superstar. Like, how come people don't God, know about I'm, you? You mean I'm not? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. we told Oops. him he was. Damn. I blew it again, you guys. <laughs> really blew it, Bruce. Bruce, yes, yes. I mean, really, watching you play is uh, a revelation, Thank truly. Thank you, Kelly. Truly That's beautiful, nice. amazing. In fact, we may make you grab your guitar in a second and just play a little bit uh, in the background here for a maybe minute. Maybe we'll get Rachel to sing something. And maybe we'll get Rachel to sing something, too. That's mm-hmm. Jimmy's daughter. Yep. Oh, the whole family's here, people. But um, and so you, so you, so you're you're Florida still, right? Right. And and Spanky is Northern, Northern California. California. And then Karen, you know Spanky from living in the same hood. I met her through Curly. Right? Oh, okay. Yep. Who's yeah. also up in the Humboldt County region? Could you want me to tell you how I saw you first? Okay. It's it's very romantic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a, just 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 spin it, just spin it. There you go. You don't have to hold it, honey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ow, ow. I, I was walking in this festival uh-huh. where they had all bought kind of 
tie-dyeing. Right, crafts oysters kind of fair. And, yeah, yeah, crafts yeah. fair. Uh-huh. And there was this huge choir on the stage, about 60 people, and this cute little redhead was in front leading them. And of all 60 voices, I could hear her. <laughs> and I said, Curly, who's that? And he goes, oh, that is Karen Dumont. She is awesome, and you guys should sing together. Uh-huh. So it took five years, and finally Karen came over that fateful day. And we've been singing together ever since, and it is my pleasure. Oh, and it's it's uh, you you've surrounded yourself with just magnificent. I'm not stupid. Uh, truly, <laughs> obviously, because when Karen sings, uh, you are in church. Basically, you are. I mean, it's it's uh, it's an, even if you are an atheist, you will believe in God after yeah. Karen right sings. On. <laughs> She, right because on. she brings you, man, and I'm like, who's that trapped inside of that that nice, lovely, look med, midwesterny looking lady? She looks like somebody's aunt. She does. She looks like somebody's <laughs> aunt. And then this, like, I am known as Aunt KK. <laughs> it's it's just Jimmy would it. tell you it's the octoroon. It's the octoroon. What's that? You better tell Jim. Tell the story. Me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you made it up. Oh, this is a made-up thing. Oh, oh goodie. Oh, it's not really. Have you heard us sing? You know that, that, that no one totally white can sing like that. I, this is true. Uh, I am agreeing with yeah, this. So like, we yeah. Have, we have surmised that that she's at least well, at least one eighth. At least one eighth. One eighth. Uh, African American. Uh, right. Something like that. Uh huh. And um, that known as an octoroon. In, oh, in the, in the, octoroon. In the Delta so that, we call her Rooney. Oh, Rooney. okay. Would you I'm like getting, to know more about the octoroon? I can give you. Uh, well, I, I get it though because one eighth thing, and I, it sounds dirt cheap. Karen's going no, no. I will, well, I will be on she, her shit list if I say born yes. With one gold tooth. <laughs> Born with a gold tooth. The one eye. <laughs> the third eye. She has a, an, a, a normal body temperature of 142 degrees. <laughs> wow. So you all snuggle up with her on a cold night. Right. They try. They try. Yeah, you they try. So, so her heart you. only beat six times a minute. <laughs> <laughs> It's all it's, you know what it all comes back when they least expect. Yeah, I'm betting. I'm yeah. betting. There's yes. Yeah, they'll tell you how they breathe. Go ahead. Well, first they take in a whole bunch of air through their nose. Uh huh. And they bring it down through their Circul- diaphragm. Circular, circular, yes. circular. No, no they, they they draw it up the ass. Oh, oh. <laughs> they, they circular breathing. I thought it started the other way. Indefinitely holding the nose. Don't don't go kissing on them after the show. It ain't pretty. <laughs> don't, don't taste it either. Uh, and it, it, just God. in case you know, I am creating a reality show with these people. I've decided. I'm just gonna <laughs> follow these oh, fine people around with a camera. <laughs> because, yeah, my oh my lord. Uh, Spanky's lord, house. Lord, never lord. Been to Spanky's I have house. not yet. It's no. incredible up there. She, Spanky, as she always has, she just draws the music around her. Mm-hmm. All of her friends come. Talk it or up. She goes, talk it up. Or she goes out to have some lunch next thing you know you're there six yes. hours singing and you're singing and, yes yeah. absolutely and, uh, and it's, it's just incredible and they, they flock to her and, and as well they should so well, so they even changed the name of the town to spankyville <laughs> i thought it was Nottyville. i like that it's in it's in humboldt county where uh where 80 of the economy is based on marijuana i uh, yes and the other 20 percent doritos <laughs> 
Nacho cheese, nacho cheese Doritos. So when you guys, when you came for the memorial and then that night we were having such an incredible time, I said, well, you guys have to come and play. And so they, you guys actually came back in the fall and did a little, my, my backyard's not big people. I just want you to know this. And um, we're looking at it today going, wow, we had a concert back here. And we did, and that's when you met, and that's when Denny came. About fifty people. Yeah, about fifty people. Yeah. That night we had talked. uh, Dinky and I pretty much put tours together in this. Oh yeah, and by the way, my little house concert was being sound engineered by Dinky Dawson. It's so awesome. That night we discussed our 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 dream band. Yes, it included Johnny Quito, Mm -hmm. and of course the core of us, Mm -hmm. and Denny. Yes. Wow. And now, you know, four, four years later, it all clicked together. It's all we, clicking. We're having a blast. So you guys... can't take this long, though, because I'm getting older. <laughs> Not only that, but here's what I have to say. is one of, the reasons, one of the reasons I wanted to have a house concert was because the world needs to be hearing you guys because it's just spectacular. Because not only do you... Uh, just the mute, the, the songs you choose, your, you know, your own songs. And then, you know, Jimmy will do a song and Karen and Spanky. And you're doing everything from... Uh, Tom Waits, which you did the other night, Grapefruit Moon, which just fucking killed me. That song kills me anyway. And then to have you singing it, it's just oh, outrageously my. unfair. <laughs> yeah, even in the old gang days, she's always been that way. I'm, I mean, she takes center stage quite well and holds it quite well, but she'll pass it off anytime and she wants everybody to fulfill it. Well, and that's, band, uh, you know, and, he, and here's something that I've just gotten recently, what I get and was, was such a thrill to watch you the other night is because there's a little local show here called Guitarology and all the great session guitar players come down. You need to come down, Denny, and do and they do guitarology. And I, my first day, we walked in there and I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's just a bunch of guitar players in the other room. We're sitting there watching, and these I don't know these guys, these session guys. I don't know their names, and they start plugging in, walking in, and plugging in, and walking in, and plugging in, and playing, and. Uh, something shifted in me. Like I was always like, oh, I like to go to concerts and hear all the hits. Suddenly it was like, I don't know these songs and I don't care because I'm watching <laughs> musicians connect with each other in the way that they connect on stage, that it's all about. And, and the room only holds about 20 people down here. And so we'd all be sitting there and I'm going, how come nobody know, doesn't know? It? I mean, this is like the most amazing players in LA are here right now. And something away, it was about two years ago when this, when this happened. And, uh, so ever since I've been having little, you know, hangs here and we have musicians come in and play. And you, when the other night, Jimmy went to do a a solo and you were looking at the way he was playing Spanky. And I, I could, for me, I was so, I had so much joy in my heart because it was like, there's, that's the moment. That's the moment when you are appreciating what the there's a communication going on a musical communication a human communication and and there's a playfulness and there's a seriousness and there's a god thing and there's a it's it was and i was just like and i was so grateful because my you know the music is such a gift in our lives truly truly a gift and it's the one thing my father gave me that i'm just like oh you know it never goes away and now i'm even like getting steeping myself more into it and you know when we have our little gigs here i we sing and everything we have a great time and so there was just that beautiful moment you know where you guys and i was also fun the other night watching because no one ever knew who was going to take the solo <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. And, and you'd say Johnny and the Denny would go. And then you'd say Denny and the Johnny. But it was just so fun. And just the playfulness of you guys on stage. You go, oh, 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 Denny's going. Okay, let's all listen to Denny. 
<laughs> it was awesome, awesome. Spanky would turn over to look at Danny and go, oh, well, you played that? Uh-huh, yeah, oh, totally. Well, I remember when you guys were here, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, and Danny, you showed up, and I didn't know who you were, and you were sitting next to me, and we were just saying, you know, you're having one of your rehearsals, and you get everyone to sing with you in the rehearsal, and you go, okay, Danny, and you started to play something, and I was like... God, that sounds just like a Steely Dan kind of a thing because it's the guitar. It's the way he, you know what I mean? Yes. And it was like a t- something about the tuning or something. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. And then we're walking out later and it was like, Oh my God, you know who that was? And I'm like, Oh, that makes perfect sense now. So you got, I just, um, so now you got, you guys have this album, uh, that you actually, so, and you, I uh, got to write the liner notes to the album, Yay. which was really an yeah, honor for me for and really, really an honor. And, uh, and so how did you pick some of the songs that are on here? Like, because some of these are kind of old timey stuff, like you love Spanky. I do. Um, I, uh, particularly like Stewball. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, the band's nemesis. Why? Yeah, why is they it want the- to ruin it for me? Because they know I like it. Uh huh. You know how that goes? We've had yeah. The horses so, there oh, the, they brought the, it. They brought sound effects. Right. Sound right. right. The hootie owl hollered, <laughs> and the turtle dove moaned. <laughs> See, I mean, you know, you can't. Yeah, no. What are you going to do with that? More from people like this. <laughs> but that's, but that's affection. It's affection. Oh, yes, it is. It's affection. It, it, it is. It is. So, so yeah, well, how did you choose some of these songs? You know what? We did a live concert or two. At your house, there's uh-huh. a song from that night. Yes. At the end of uh, Buddy, Can You Spare a Dime? Sounds like I'm going to croak. Mm-hmm. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. The fog had set in and it was oh, cold. Oh, wow. But we, it's the only take we got of that. Oh, wow. And I'm like, Buddy, can you spare a dime? <laughs> and I guess everybody felt sorry for me. I made a lot of dimes that night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we make dimes every night. <laughs> we we recorded live, and we wanted to get Nigel on the album because we knew he was dying. Yes, and we would bring him to the trade winds as often as possible, and sometimes he would face the stage. Oh, <laughs> anyway, we would try to get him recording mm-hmm. a recording of him, mm-hmm. you know, and we got uh, Willie Nelson's "Ain't It Funny How Time." Slips away, which was very poignant. Mm. And uh, mm. then I went in and sang over it in the studio because if we told him I was going to sing over it, he might get mad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the last recording we got of him. I thank Jimmy for that, wow. for helping us get him wow. one more time. So that's two songs, mm-hmm. Stu Ball and Ain't It Funny How Times Slips Away. Uh, and Buddy Katie Spray down. Okay, what else is on there? Sinner uh, Man. Man, you played that already, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, did we did. Yeah, we started that? the show with it, yes. We do too, because it's a song I first heard in the early 60s in Chicago at a folk cafe mm-hmm. called The Fickle Pickle. Mm. Uh, it was a, a wonderful singer named Willie Wright, and he could, he just had it. You know how people have it? You know, and. Let's talk about that song a little bit because you sang it the other night too, and I was just listening to the words to it, and it's um, I'm kind of fascinated by I don't know if it's just me or the age, but there's something about that kind of music. It's it's folk music and it's very traditional, and yet the message in it 
is so biblical and and yet relevant today. It, oh. you, you know what I mean? In, in like in a mythological sense, you Run know, to the rock, rock, won't you hide? Me? Yeah, I mean, it's you just know? it's just this kind of it's such a myth, yeah, biblical, mythical kind of a thing, and it's I'm just getting chills. Yeah, and oh, it, it's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> And it just, it hit me on such a level, like, even though it's, you know, could be, you know, kind of so traditional sounding, there was something so intensely relevant about it for me. Oh, just so beautiful. Thank you, man. Scream it. Well, yes. We, no, well, well, I come in kind of legato, and then when these two singers, Karen and Jimmy, hit it with me, it's mm-hmm. like, it scares me. Yeah. <laughs> it's real, and I'm fearless. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I go, oh, my God, who are these people? <laughs> Why are they letting me sing with them? <laughs> Truly. And then you have um, California Dreamin' on there, of course. Because- well, that's for my dear friends, the mamas and papas. You know, I loved Denny Doherty with mm. all my heart. He had a, he was a crooner. Mm. He had we called him the Golden Throat. And then there was John Phillips, mm-hmm. and I respected his talent enormously. Mm-hmm. He was very generous to me. We have an album out now that I never thought would come out and apparently I had to wait till he was gone to do it Wow! called Many Mamas, Many Papas. Oh. It's on uh, Varese Sarabon and it's a two-parter with a live concert that Dinky recorded in 1982 mm. and then the other studio songs that we actually, most of them we wrote together. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is not possible. This stuff really exists. You know, and our keyboard player, Johnny Keto, helped put it together and mm. Played on almost everything. Mm, mm. And um, I just felt like, wow, you know, the, I didn't just waste those 12 years because here it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I must add that not only was it John Phillips, it was also his daughter, Mackenzie Phillips, oh, who cool. came on board as, I would say, a non-singer, uh-huh. not a singer of parts. Right. But in the 10 years, she sang with me. She... I. Once she got the melody, I could go off and uh-huh. sing harmony, which uh-huh. was right up my alley. Nice, nice. And she was strong. That's great. And she, uh, that's great. Was that's good a for twit. her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be but fun. I love her. I do love her. Uh, so we're, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, oh. I know, I know. It's fun, but it's, it's, we're going to have Dinah's fried chicken in a little while. Oh, oh well, that's more. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to... Who haven't you spoken to? You haven't talked much to Kate. Yeah. yeah. Or she Eddie. Did you talk to Eddie? A little Pop bit. Eddie, Eddie's been popping in a little bit here oh, and yeah. there. I've been sticking my nose up there. Definitely doing that. Well, <laughs> some park closed <laughs> <laughs> up there anyway. So I want to thank you guys for... And so what, what's your future? What are you guys doing in the future? <laughs> yeah. You guys look at us. We're 175 years old. <laughs> no, just but are you? Me. We're are, planning the next next tour. A little time out. It's going to be probably starting in Birmingham, Alabama. Nice. In May. So what's good for the Homeless Veterans Association? Good. Hots for Vets. I think it's called. No, three hots and a cot. Yeah. Three hots and a cot. Uh, but like at any rate, once we get everybody to the East Coast, we'll take it from there. Fabulous. We'll probably bring them down to St. Augustine. Good. I'm glad you guys are going to tune in. I have a new um, gospel uh, choir in Portland, <gasps> Portland Interfaith Gospel Choir. When Spanky met me, I had spent 11 years directing the Arcata Interfaith Gospel Choir, which 
Uh, they agree to disagree about their religious beliefs, but we all love black gospel music. Isn't that beautiful? So this new choir has been pretty exciting. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And and how can, I know, Jimmy, you have an album. I know, Karen, you have an album. Um, how do we find your guys' stuff? Is it on iTunes? Is it, it is, is Karen, is your stuff up there? Mine isn't now, no. Do you have a website? I just moved. I do. Okay. If you just Google Karen Dumont, it'll. And it's D-U-M-O-N-T. Spell. Correct. That's right. Find or, and or people. Amazon. I think Amazon has my stuff. And and I w- I'm gonna and I, I need to get a copy of those because I need to play some of that on my goddamn show I here. I have it all, but I didn't bring it over to the house. Oh, lordy lord. <laughs> okay, kids. Saturday. All right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. We'll see each other again. So we're gonna um, leave the so show. Much fun, Kelly. We love you so thank much. Thank you guys. We thank you, awesome. Eddie. Thank you, Spanky. You thank you, Dinky. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. Just... Thank you, Denny. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Matt. I don't think I've ever had this many people in this room before, and I think we're gonna go out with. Um, thank you, Logan. Thank you, Logan. Oh, always thank you, Logan. Yes, of course. And let's thank everyone. We thank the Smodcast people. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, Kelly underscore Carlin. You can find me on Facebook. You know all my stuff that's going on. I'll be at the Santa Monica Playhouse. I'll be up in Portland Mother's Day weekend with my show. Uh, which is a motherfucker of a weekend because it's my anniversary of my mother's death. It's my dad's birthday and mother's day. There'll be a lot of, there'll be a lot of crying in that show. Yes. And, um, I think we're going to go out with, um, wild women. Don't get the blues because I heard Spanky sing it the other night. I thought to myself, if I'm going to attempt a blues song, that's the one I want to sing. Cool. So everyone, thank you guys. Thanks for being here. And, uh, you guys have a great weekend. Women always raving about their monkey men, about their trifling husbands and their no good friends. Now peaceful women sit around, how they moan, wondering why their wandering papas don't come home. Wild women don't worry, why? Don't get the blues. Tell a girlfriend. I got a disposition and a way of my own. I don't plan to spend a single night alone. You know, I I go out, I drink good whiskey, I walk the streets all night. Then I kick my man out. If you don't act right Wild women don't worry Wild women don't get the
never get nothing, Chuck, by being a angel child. That's right, Chuck. Got to change your way of living. Try to act real wild. Oh, no, Chuck. I want to tell you something. I wouldn't tell you no lies. Wild women are the only kind that ever get by. Wild women don't worry. Wild women don't get the blues. 